Hey, listener, are you happy with your current chicken wings? Do you wish you had something a little saucier? If you answered yes, then it might be time for you to break up with your old chicken wings and get a new honey. Lemon pepper wing from Popeye's. Share the wings with your friends so they can see it's time to move on, too. Head to Popeye's and get six-piece honey lemon pepper wings for $5.99 at participating U.S. restaurants. Price may vary. Remember the Thai cave rescue? What about the mission depicted in Black Hawk Down or the epic rescue shown in Captain Phillips? You've probably heard of all of these, but did you know that U.S. Air Force Special Warfare played a pivotal role in all of them? These airmen are the most highly trained warriors on the planet. Other forces like the SEALs and Army Rangers call on them to provide skills no one else can. Not many people make the cut, but if you think you can, visit AirForce.com to learn more. Welcome to the Busted Open Podcast. This is the Busted Open Podcast. You can listen to the full show Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156. Today's episode, we look back on Ronda Rousey's open challenge on Friday Night SmackDown. That's right. The champ was in action. We tell you about it. We also look back at AEW Rampage and an appearance from the rarely used, if not often used enough, House of Black. And, of course, it wouldn't be a Saturday edition of Busted Open if we didn't give you our weekly winner for the best show that was in the week of professional wrestling. So sit back, relax, click play. Let's get it going. Oh, and it's busted open on a Saturday. Looks like the hope is, at least on my end, that we're getting closer to this tag team title unification match. And if if last night's show is to be believed, if we are going off of what RK Bro and the Uso said next week, and according to Randy Orton, this is going to be a consolidation of tag team titles next week. It is going to be the SmackDown champions versus the Raw tag team champions. It's going to be RK Bro versus the Usos for a unified tag team title uh, showdown. This is the match that we were supposed to get at WrestleMania backlash uh, about two weeks before the show. They put it on the back burner. We got the six man. It was an incredible six man thought it was a great main event for backlash guys tore the house down. I thought backlash was a solid, solid, really strong, really good uh, live event or paid event or whatever the hell they're calling it now. <laughs> and, uh, and, you know, LaGreca was all pissed off, you know, like they promised us this match and now, now they're baiting the switch. And I said, listen, they're doing it for a reason. I said, they can always get back to the unification match, uh, you know, tag the, the tag team championships as important as they are right now are never as yeah. important as, you know, the, the main event with the, you know, the world heavyweight champion. So they'll all, you know, card subject to change and then they'll get back to it and it'll probably all work out as it is doing now. It all worked out. We're going to get the match next week, or at least we should get the match next week unless they do something, you know, wonky and they postpone it to the next pay-per-view, which they can always do. It could happen. Yeah, it could happen. I like the fact that Riddle took the initiative last night and and need Roman right in the face. Now they have their out for the match if they want it. They either they they planted the seed right there so that when the tag team unification match is taking place, here comes Roman. Roman can do a distraction, mm-hmm. obviously to Riddle. Uh, Riddle takes the finish from the Usos. You know, maybe the one and done. I say we get those championships on the Usos. I want all the gold in the bloodline. That's what I'd like to see. Now, maybe they use it as a swerve and Roman comes down to try to screw Riddle, but it backfires on them. But that keeps Orton and Riddle together. And I think it's time for Orton and Riddle to go their separate ways. Just my opinion. Now, see, that I don't agree with. From the standpoint, it always it, it always happens that way. We get a year of something that we really like. We get a year and a half of something we really like, and then it's just kind of thrown to the wayside and the predictable happens. I think the unpredictable thing in this situation would be to really, really stretch out RK Bro. Because Randy, I mean, we've done this before. Can right? I, like can I Randy, back up one second? Yeah, yeah. I apologize. Yeah. I apologize. I don't mean I, I don't mean to split them up. I meant oh, like, okay. 
I, 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 I did not mean that that came out the right way. I'm talking about let's take it on Riddle. Let's maybe get Randy involved with Roman. Let's hurt Riddle. Let's take oh, Riddle out okay. for a little bit and let's see okay. Randy try to go after Roman and, and trying to win for Riddle. Now that I love, like that I think is great. And I think in terms of, you know, who can beat Roman Reigns, right? Because we're at a very short list in terms of believability, who can challenge the head of the table, the the head of the bloodline for his undisputed championships, right? Randy Orton is most certainly one of those people, Bully. Without a doubt. Me and LaGreca were talking about credible opponents for Roman Reigns over the next year. Remember. Who did Roman beat at WrestleMania to become your world heavyweight champion? Brock Lesnar, the most credible of credible opponents. Multi-time WWE champion, the beast. I mean, and a guy that, uh, you you know, will go down in history as one of the best to ever do this. So now who do we feed to to Orton? And who do we feed to uh, Roman over the next year? We need the most credible of credible opponents. And Randy Orton is one of them. Uh, Orton, a 14-time champion, chasing the record held by John Cena as the 16-time WWE (laughs) World Heavyweight Champion. So let's see what happens. Uh, I don't think it's a good idea to take the championship off of Roman Reigns at this juncture. Um, I I, I don't know what it does. I think he's fourth on the list right now, Ryan, either fourth or fifth. I know it's Bruno. Backland, uh, Hulk, Bruno again, and then and then Roman. I mean, that's some great company to be in. And I think they're going to make an effort to get Roman to break one of those records and get him as high up there on the list as possible. And that's why I think you see Roman uh, cutting a promo in a place like Trenton saying, this is probably going to be the last time I'm here because I think they're going to be very selective of where Roman works moving forward. They're going to try to book him in the smartest of ways to keep him champion for the longest amount of time and um, ring every ounce of longevity out of them they possibly can. Which I don't have a problem with, Bully, because it's so rare that a talent like Roman Reigns comes along, but more specifically, it's even rarer. I mean, there's been so much talent that has went through the the proverbial doors of the WWF slash WWE, right? Like, I mean, (laughs) Mr. Perfect and Rick Rude weren't champions, right? Like, and they're two of the greatest to ever step foot inside a, a squared circle, right? But it's even rarer that you have a talent like a Roman Reigns where the story matches the talent. And I know for a lot of people this bloodline story is running a little bit thin, but I promise you if the payoff is The Rock in Hollywood here in about a year, you will forget all about it once we start building to that. This isn't a little bit of that 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 holding pattern period, and we've been at that with different points with Roman Reigns, but damn it, Bully, I don't care because the story has been so good, and the main players specifically, really, Paul Heyman, the Usos, and Roman Reigns, they, they've just been on fire, man. Do you really think that people are getting tired of this bloodline storyline? Yeah. I, I do think some people are. I think it's in part because people are just going to bitch and moan and complain in pro wrestling because that's like what they're accustomed to. It's like their default, right? Bitching and moaning and complaining. And then I do think there's just people that genuinely are like, all right, seriously, who's going to challenge for this guy? Who's a viable opponent? You don't have any, therefore I don't care. Now, I'm not saying it's the majority because I don't think it is. I think the majority of pro wrestling fans appreciate what we're watching. But yeah, Bully, I do think there's a, a section a swath of fans out there that are rolling their eyes at Roman Reigns still being champion. You know what? If that's the case, and if any of those fans are listening to us on a super sexy swing on Saturday, I would love to hear from them as to why they think this story is getting a little bit long in the tooth and why they're not enjoying it because I am, I mean, I'm more into his entrance, their entrance now than I've ever been. It really is a spectacle. It feels like a big thing. Like here comes the king. Here comes the head of the table. Uh, I think that these guys are hitting their stride like never before. They're so much more comfortable with one another, the way they play off each other, the nuance. I'm enjoying the bloodline. 
Uh, and I'd love to hear from people who might not be uh, as on board as we are right now. Hey, everyone, this is Kirk Morris. This is Greg McElroy. And this is Nate Burleson. With the 2020 NFL season finally upon us, we're excited to announce three new NFL podcasts from SiriusXM. On Total Coverage, we'll explore the hows and the whys behind the week's biggest results. On Inside the Pocket, we will go under the helmet for all the quarterbacks in the NFL. And on 17 Weeks, Jamal Adams, Emmanuel Sanders, and Eric Ebron will discuss the latest NFL stories straight from the locker room. New episodes of all three podcasts will be available every week on the SiriusXM app and wherever you get your podcasts. Into the roll through, hooks the leg, shoulders down, and Rodriguez are back here on a Saturday. You heard it right there. Ronda Rousey getting the victory on Friday night SmackDown in an open challenge over Raquel Rodriguez. And if you're wondering why you're hearing so much R&B coming back today, well, it's because I made the mistake of telling uh, super producer extraordinaire Ariel Simpson that I'm going to this Lovers and Friends Festival that's going down in Vegas here later today, and we got, like, Keith Sweat on the bill, Ashanti, Lil John, Ludacris, Usher, TLC, Lauren Hill, Genuine, Mace. It's like a, a, a smorgasbord of 2000s R&B and hip-hop, so Ariel's very excited for me, and Bully's very excited for me because I'm going to die. I'm worried about you. Well, I appreciate that. I appreciate it. I'm worried about my tag team partner on a Saturday going out there in 100 degrees with the blazing hot balls Vegas sun beating down on your milky white ass. That is why you're a Hall of Famer. Hey, check this out. Check out the shine. Dude. See see how white I am? Ryan just took his hat off. He is very bald and his skin is very white. Like cue yeah, ball that shave, white. That shave, that shave is smooth though. Like Uncle Festa in the Adams family it is, white. It, it is like I don't even realize. You it. better wear like, a sombrero. <laughs> you need a sombrero. That's what you need. You need something that's going to cover your head and your shoulders and a little bit of your hips. I I need circumference, is what you're saying. Yeah, circumference. We're gonna need a bit. <laughs> Remember, we're gonna need a bigger boat. We're gonna need a bigger sombrero. Bro, you're oh laughing God. so hard right now that your head is turning red. Imagine what's going to happen in oh. like 10 hours in the sun. Oh, no, it's it's trouble. It's trouble. You should have seen back in college when I used to take bong rips, people used to step back, and they used to just wait for me to cough so they could laugh at how purple I would turn. I oh would match this shirt. It's been a lifelong struggle, bully. Bong rips. Rips from the bong. Well, you know. <laughs> well, you know, I mean, what else is college for? Just kidding, kids. Go to school and learn so you don't end up like Uncle Big Mac here. Well, or do I don't know. Maybe not, because then maybe you find yourself on the other side of a, a radio show with a Hall of Famer. But that's why. See, that's why you're a Hall of Famer, Bully Ray, because you care about your tag team partners. You're not a heel. You're not a hater. You're a lover. You're a lover. I'm a lover. I'm a lover, not a hater. That's right. That's hater, right. I don't hate. All right. Well, b- we might need some of that energy as we uh, transition here to back to, I should say, Friday night. The Busted Open Nation just heard there. Uh, Ronda Rousey, who, listen, we talk about a lot, right? Love her, love her inside a ring, hate her when she has a microphone in her hand. That's me, right? Like, there's there's this duality with me and Ronda Rousey. Like, I think the, the world of her as an athlete, as a professional wrestler, as a mixed martial arts pioneer, um, but then as a performer and as a character, I think there's a lot left to be desired, but I absolutely, and that's why I should say bully, I absolutely loved last night Ronda Rousey issuing a open challenge, excuse me, an open challenge a la John Cena or many others who have done it. But I use John Cena, right? Because when Cena did it, that was something, when he did it with the IC Tower, the U.S. title, it was something you weren't expecting. 
You were like, oh, shit, that's John Cena. He's coming out every week. He's putting on bangers with Cesaro and insert X wrestler here, right? You weren't expecting it. I wasn't expecting an open challenge from Ronda Rousey. She's a woman's champion. That's not what you see from WWE programming. You don't come out and gain title with an open challenge thrown out there. And then I love the inclusion of Raquel Rodriguez from the standpoint that I, I honestly felt like, Bully, there was a chance that she could win that match the way they brought her out the way they kind of presented her i just i to use your term it was a nice little piece of business in my book definitely a good little piece of business and that's jr's terminology that's a good little piece of business son uh good old jr is gonna put you over don't worry don't you worry about it especially in the raw <laughs> report like i used to do in a raw magazine back in the day um soft that's it. awesome shout out to our friend jr um Listen, Rhonda is not going to get herself over on the stick right now. Not getting herself over right. on the microphone. There's too much of a chance to, for the people to go 50-50. But in the ring, we know what Rhonda can do. She's an accomplished athlete, obviously, former MMA megastar, if not the biggest star in the history of the game next to Conor McGregor. Um, and she's doing very well in the world of WWE inside of the ropes. Yeah. Babyface champion, open challenge, willing to fight everybody. If I'm a fan, I got to respect her for that. I might not love her for it. I might not love Ronda Rousey, but I got to respect the fact that she's willing to take on all comers. Good match last night. Clean match last night. Um, both women got over last night. And most importantly, they kept um, Raquel Rodriguez strong. Because Rhonda yes. did not uh, tap her out. She rolled her up. She got She won with a quick one. Thus, allowing Raquel to get up, have the look of shock. Damn, I almost won. There's Rhonda standing over her. Rhonda extends her hand to Raquel, helps Raquel up, shakes her hand. Good baby face world champion victory. Everything about that last night made me sit back and go, good job, Rhonda. I respect you for that. And Raquel also got over. Which is really hard to do, right? To, to have that all come together, especially when you have a character as polarizing as Rousey. And Bully, like, I, I mean, I really dislike Rhonda on a microphone. Like, when she takes a microphone, like, the hair on the back of my neck starts to stand up. And I start to almost start to cringe before she even starts delivering her lines, right? This is the undeniable sort of of greatness of Ronda Rousey is her in-ring work, though. Like, you said it yourself. You can't deny it. You put her inside a ring and you have her work. You watch her work a match from her selling to her creativity to her to her authoritativeness. Like, right? She's very viable when she lays some of those moves in. Like, her biggest babyface asset is her moveset. She is outstanding inside a WWE ring. Are you referring to Ronda? Yes. I mean, both of them. Rhonda yes. has gotten considerably better, and that's a testament to the woman that she's been in the ring with, who is Charlotte Flair. Yes. Now Rhonda ha has to carry this on her own. And I thought she, I was when the bell rung last night, I was like, OK, what's going to happen here? Because now Rhonda has to be the general. Uh, when was the last time Rhonda needed to be the ring general? Last night, I, I, never. I saw it from yeah. her. And listen, yeah. Raquel has done some amazing work in NXT. Um, I hope they do the right thing with her here on the main roster. Last night, she went over. She didn't, uh, I mean, she got over. She didn't go over, but sometimes that's more important. The spirit of the fight, and, and she had a lot of spirit in her fight last night. But Ronda displayed some, some great qualities last night. Like I said, I was entertained by the match. It was a good match. I liked the way it ended. I liked the fact that Ronda's going to take on all comers. Hell, man, if I can tune into SmackDown every Friday night and I'm guaranteed to see Ronda Rousey have an open challenge for her Women's World Championship and they can do every single week exactly what they did last night where Ronda wins, Ronda wins, Ronda wins, but her opponent finds a way to take a step forward, 
That's what this business is all about. And as long as I'm entertained on the way, that's the most important part. Now, I would love that. I would love that. But I also know the company that we're talking about, and that's the WWE. The idea of them putting their women's championship on the line every Friday to me, Bully, I just don't see it. What would? What do you think the likelihood of that would be? Because that's a lot different than the U.S. title, or is it? Am I like? Am I crazy? I, I, I just don't see them doing that with Ronda every single week. As much as I would love it, that's exactly what I would do. I just don't think they will do it. Why should it be any different than the U.S. title? It's not like when you're the United States champion, there's some stipulation that says you have to defend it every week. That was seen as doing. The TV title, in my opinion, should be on TV every week. But if Ronda Rousey, as world champion, says to the brass, the higher-ups within the world of sports entertainment, hey, I want to be a fighting champion. I want to defend my championship every single week on television. Well, then... Why wouldn't the higher-ups want that? Why wouldn't the uh, people at Fox want that? Now, mind you, I'm talking within the world of storyline here. And that's what I want to see. Ronda Rousey needs to prove herself to the WWE Universe as a strong, fighting, babyface champion. She's not going to come out there and cut babyface promos every week because it just ain't going to work. So she's got to get it done with her skills in the ring. So if you give me Ronda three out of every four SmackDowns, I'm good with that. But if I'm going to, if what I got last night, I can get moving forward. I have no problem with it. I would say shit, even like twice a month. If you could do that two Fridays out of the month and you give us two open challenges, then you figure out something to do with her on another night, on another Friday, whatever. I would absolutely be there for that. The good news is, is it looks like we found a little bit of an avenue here for Ronda Rousey, something we can build on, right? Because Charlotte and Ronda was, Charlotte's just so damn good on a microphone. And and the chemistry we knew was going to be there in the ring, the story and the rivalry wasn't what it probably should have been in maybe like two years or three years, right? Just because I don't think Ronda was capable of hanging with that sort of energy at that moment, especially coming off a pandemic. I don't want to sound like I'm shitting on Ronda because I'm really not. It's the exact opposite. I'm supremely impressed with what she's been able to do since coming over to pro wrestling. I just think, you know, Charlotte has the ability to overshadow anybody on the roster and i feel like that kind of happened with ronda but as you said right this is her time to shine now this is the ronda rousey essentially like all right ronda give it to us what you got for us and i think an open challenge definitely um opens up the possibilities no pun intended for what ronda could be bringing us in terms of entertainment now you said it bully both women got over last night. Raquel Rodriguez. Um, she looked like a million bucks. She's got the size. She's got the character. She's got the move set. Now she's got an even bigger push because of what we saw from her last night with Ronda Rousey. That was a huge spot for Raquel Bully, and she delivered. There's no doubt she delivered. That was It was a good match last night. Um, when I first saw Raquel Rodriguez, in NXT, I thought she was just going to be the bodyguard. Just stand there, look big, look bad, look mean, look tough, and have a limited skill set. As the weeks went on, I saw this woman improving every single week. And in a way, she reminded me of Trish Stratus, which is a very big compliment to Raquel Rodriguez, because Trish always wanted to improve and improved so rapidly. And I was seeing that in Raquel also. And by the time she left NXT, she was having quality matches. Now I want to see her have those same quality matches on the main roster. What I saw last night with Ronda, I liked. A couple of people tweeted me like, oh, there was no fan reaction, no crowd reaction. All right, listen. I heard heard a little bit different, okay? But you got to remember, the jury is still a little bit out on Rhonda. People don't know if they want to love her or hate her. Raquel is brand new. Give them a chance. Last night was a good step for both ladies. And what I really loved about last night was the roll-up victory. Oh, yeah. Rhonda found a way, which means that she couldn't just bum rush through Raquel. And here's another, go ahead, go ahead. 
Well, I was just saying, I love a roll-up victory, right? But I feel like we'll talk about it in about an hour. But the contrast of when and where to do a roll-up victory, maybe not so much on a Wednesday night dynamite ladder match between Darby Allen and Jeff Hardy. Definitely with a competitive back and forth, though, with Raquel and Ronda. One, there was a moment in time in that match also where Ronda had that front face lock hooked on Raquel. Do you remember that? Mm-hmm. Raquel was standing. Ronda was able to hook that front face lock, and she had it cinched in, and I was like... Selling their ass off. But here's the thing. Raquel Rodriguez should never survive that from a Ronda Rousey. And it lasted... That I agree with. Yep, that I agree with. It lasted just enough, and then Raquel was able to pick her up and vertical suplex her. You should never be in a vulnerable position with Ronda Rousey ever. Ever. we You have to remember the credible background that Ronda Rousey came from. And we have to always remember that in a wrestling ring. If Ronda Rousey has a submission hold on you in any way, shape, or form, you should be tapping out in a second. What pro well, wrestler? Go ahead. Well, I'll just say, to, to, to your point, you're talking about, you called it a front face lock in mixed martial arts. You would call it a guillotine, right? Um, Ronda's got the guillotine locked in. Raquel lifts her up, pulls her into, as you pointed out, the inverted suplex. I mean, I agree with you. Like, theoretically, if you know fighting, there's no way Raquel Rodriguez should get out of that. But doesn't that speak to the professionalism of Ronda Rousey, that she's willing to give that spot to Raquel, essentially, and put Raquel over in that regard? as long as it's being countered quickly enough by a woman who can counter it with her size. That's why I like that moment in time. You see, if, ah. if, if, if Rhonda would have been working with, I don't know, insert female wrestler who's the same size as Rhonda. Give me, give me, give me somebody. Well, Rhonda's pretty big. I would have said someone a little smaller, like an Alexa Bliss, but I, I okay, uh, let's, uh, let's just uh, say Alexa Bliss. You came up with, if Rhonda yeah, hooks yeah. The, the, the guillotine, on Alexa Bliss, Alexa Bliss should no way in hell be able to vertically suplex out of it to counter it. The only way you're going to counter that guillotine is with sheer power. That's what Raquel did last night. That's the only reason why I liked it. If, if, if Ronda Rousey hooks a guillotine, she'd choke you out in a second. Because legitimately, she could choke you out in a second with that hold. When that hold 100%. is applied po- properly, you're going to sleep real quick. So she hooks it on to Raquel. They let it sit for a second. They let it sit for a second. Raquel powers right out. It's because of Raquel Rodriguez's size, strength, and power that allowed her to counter the move. And when you say, you said, wasn't that very gracious or something to that effect about Ronda lends to her professionalism? It's smart. Whoever thought that Raquel should counter the move as quickly as she did. That's where the credit goes, whether that was Ronda, whether that was Raquel, or whether that's their producer. Because if Ronda sits in that hole too long, Ronda loses credibility. Warmer, sunnier days are calling. Fuel up for them with factors, no prep, no mess meals. Meet your wellness goals in time for summer thanks to the menu of chef-crafted meals with options like Calorie Smart. Protein Plus and Keto. Factors Fresh Never Frozen Meals are dietitian approved and ready to eat in just two minutes. So no matter how busy you are, you'll always have time to enjoy nutritious, great tasting meals. With 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every week, you'll always have new flavors to explore. Crush your wellness goals this May with dietitian approved meals and ingredients that you can trust. Treat yourself to restaurant-quality meals that feature premium ingredients like filet mignon, shrimp, and blackened salmon. Head to Factormeals.com slash Busted50 and use code Busted50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code Busted50 at Factormeals.com slash Busted50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. My opinion. Hey, everyone, this is former NFL linebacker and current SiriusXM NFL radio host, Kirk Morrison. And I'm here to tell you about my new podcast, Total Coverage. Each week, I'll be joined by some of the greatest minds in the game as we explore the hows and the whys behind the week's biggest results. Whether we're breaking down player techniques, game plans, or coaching philosophies, we'll explain the details that define our favorite performances. New episodes will be available every Tuesday on the SiriusXM app, Pandora, and Apple Podcasts. 
the landscape of pro wrestling is evolving. Which means more options for fans. So many activities. What was the best show this week? You ain't first, you're last. The week's over, so get over. This is the Busted Open Weekly Winner. And I am excited for this edition of Weekly Winner Bully Ray, mainly because I can't remember a week that has been closer. We've got the Judgment Day sort of faction thing that's going on on Mondays, right? We had RK Bro showing up on Monday. We had Finn Balor taking out Damian Priest, well, with a little bit of head, little bit of help uh, from Edge, right? Or, or maybe not help because it was a disqualification, but you get what I'm saying, right? You had the U.S. Championship match, speaking of disqualifications, between Cody Rhodes and Theory. You had that main event between Bianca Belair and Asuka. Uh, Mondays was uh, an awesome show. And like I said, Bully, I wasn't on last Saturday, but had I been on last Saturday, my weekly winner would have went to Monday Night Raw over a dynamite that was a little bit spotty at different points, right? But I wasn't. This is this week. This is this week's weekly winner. Monday was strong again, and uh, we'll talk about Wednesday and Friday and everything in between, but I really liked what Monday had to bring to the show. And I know you talked about it with Dave, but this is weekly winner, so we can recap it a little bit. Which part do you want to start with, with Raw? Because I watch so much wrestling that sometimes it all becomes a fog. Joggle my memory <laughs> a little bit. Tell me, tell me, tell me. Well, once you start talking about tell me what you liked about Raw. Well, I, I liked pretty much the entirety of the show for what it is for three hours. But, like, when you talk about, like, what I liked about Raw, it's like, what do you look forward to? Or what is left standing in your head? What's left? What's What feeling is left in you emotionally, right? And so much of Monday right now for me revolves around really one thing, but you could throw another. I, I will throw an aside in there. Number one, it's Edge and what's happening with his new faction. Right. Like I'm a big edge fan and I love what is happening with that because of the possibilities of what it could hold in the future. Right. And then you piggyback off of that. The story of Cody Rhodes. It is a very interesting story. I don't know exactly where it's going to go. It kind of crosses organizations and it's kind of been enveloped in the last couple of years of professional wrestling, not just in WWE, but the Cody storyline transcends WWE. So when you look at Monday, Edge, Cody, and then everything else in between, it just leaves me with a good feeling after the show, and I'm anticipating the show coming this Monday. So that's the sign that you're doing something right. I am a fan of Judgment Day. I like what Cody's yeah. been doing. Always like what Seth yeah. does. Uh, if I remember correctly, Tuesday, we had good things to say about Monday Night Raw. But I don't think Raw, for me, was as strong as SmackDown this week. I really enjoyed okay. last night's SmackDown. I enjoyed Ronda and Raquel. I enjoyed RK-Bro. I enjoyed Riddle. I yep. enjoyed um, what we got from the Bloodline, Sammy. There was too much that I really enjoyed and how it made me feel. All right, so let's do this, because I think after just even yeah, – we haven't talked about this. Full disclosure, pull the curtain back. Bully and I have not went over one second of where we were, where we were going to go with Weekly Winner. But there is that chemistry. We've done this show long enough that I kind of feel like I know where we're going here. It feels like it's a showdown, Bully, right now at this point between Wednesday and Friday. No disrespect to the other shows, but it feels like at this point, at this juncture, three minutes into Weekly Winter, we're really talking about a two-show week. We're talking about Wednesday Night Dynamite, and we're talking about Friday Night SmackDown, right? So let's go to Wednesday, because we've talked a lot about Friday. Let's go to Wednesday, where we had another strong show on Dynamite, right? When you've got the Owen Hart Foundation tournament that is happening right now, this is the first Owen that has ever happened. So these first round matchups, they're special, man. And the show kicks off with Adam Cole taking out Dax Harwood. Dax in his full on, uh, you know, Bret Hart gear, losing via sharpshooter, man. Absolutely love that. You go into Punk and Silver, Nice, and then the Hookhausen storyline, the FTW championship. And then we got another Owen match between Tony and my girl, Jamie Hayter, Tony Storm and Jamie Hayter. Love that match. And then we get to the match. That I know you've got some thoughts on Jeff 
Jeff Hardy and Darby Allen bully. It was one of the matches of the week. The spot from Darby Allen and Jeff Hardy, of course, I'm talking about the latter. It's undeniable. It was certainly memorable, right? But again, I don't know if that's going to be enough to overtake a Friday night SmackDown. Again, it feels like to me it's a Wednesday and Friday run, but let's stay on Wednesday for right now. What do you think about Dynamite specifically? You are a man who is tied to the latter match. You are a man that is tied to the Hardys. The the history of you you all run side by side. What do you think about Jeff Hardy and Darby Allen? Bully? A lot of folks have been waiting to hear your thoughts. So after you heard me break down Scorpio Sky and Frankie Kazarian. How do you think I felt about Darby Allen versus Jeff Hardy? Well, okay. So when you talked about Scorpio and, and Frankie, one of your big, what if for those that may have missed it, obviously, if you missed it, shame on you. Go back and make sure you listen to the podcast version or you listen on demand after the show wraps. But uh, you had an issue with the way that that cutter. The cutter from Kazarian didn't finish the match on Scorpio Sky. More specifically, the fact that Sky was up 10 seconds later running around like everything was fine. So when we talk about Darby Allen and Jeff Hardy, Bully, even I was like, what the fuck? When, when, when Jeff Hardy and Darby Allen were up 10 seconds after that move, and not even the fact that that moved, but the fact that it didn't finish the match. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I don't want to steal any of your thunder, uh, but I feel um, like that's where you were going. <laughs> yeah. I, I just, uh, I don't get it. I mean, I do get it. It's AEW. Yeah. That's that's yeah. the answer. You know, sometimes LaGreca asks yeah. me questions about the WWE, and you know what the answer is? Because. Bully, why did they do this? Because. Bully, why like did your parents used to this? say because that's why so like when your parents used to say when parents used to say like I, I used to hate this right but like uh, I was thinking about this last night someone said one of those internet posts like it's 20 years ago it's a Friday night what would you be doing at this point exactly right now or it's 1993 what would you be doing I'd be like well I'd be be begging my mom probably to take me to the video store right I'd be going to blockbuster video or our local family video whatever you want to call it but getting that no Getting the no, and it was never just a no, right? It was a because I said so, right? That was the worst. A because you know, it doesn't, it doesn't even need an elaboration. It's just like, well, shit, just that's just the way it is, Bully Ray. And sometimes because it's the WWE, and more specifically yep. when it comes to Darby Allen and Jeff Hardy, it's yep. because it's AEW. Darby diving off the top of that ladder onto oh. Jeff Hardy, onto all those chairs. Death-defying, crazy leap. I have no problem with that spot. And people say, oh, you should never do it on free TV or he might get hurt or you might die. Listen, now, see, I like as this. an entertainer, okay. you do yeah. what you feel you need to do on any given night to tell your story and steal the show. I'm not going to sit here and say, oh, you should save that pay-per-view. Okay. You want to do it on free TV? God bless you. Do it on free TV. But make sure it makes sense. How do you dive off of that ladder? Basically, what Darby Allen did is he took the Bubba Ray bump off the top of the ladder, but instead of riding the ladder down, he jumped off the ladder, <laughs> and instead of going through the tables, he landed on Jeff Hardy on chairs. Yeah, now, and, he didn't go, last... and, he didn't, and he didn't go through the chairs. He stayed on them things, and it right. looked painful as shit. Now, I took the bump twice, once on my own in SummerSlam, and then once at, uh, uh, at, once at TLC1, second time at TLC2 with Matt Hardy. Yeah. Those two bumps kept me and me and Matt Hardy out of the rest of the match, respectively. Once we did that, we crashed, we burned, we were dead. And you talked on the Broken Skull Sessions about how important that was setting up that spot to essentially put you out of the match and why psychologically that worked. And we always would think backwards of how are we taking ourselves out of the match? What's the one big bump? Thinking of the one big bump is fine, but we ain't coming back from that one big bump. 
How does Darby Allen get back up from that? How does Jeff Hardy get back up from that? How are they able to even take steps forward, let alone do full-blown wrestling spots after that dive? Tell me how that makes sense. Anybody. Ryan, I know you don't agree with it, so I'm not asking you. Well, no, 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 no. Stra- well, no, I agree. No, no, I agree with you 100%. No, no, on this, no, no, I, no, 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 oh, no. Oh, I, mean, oh, I know you don't agree with what they did. Me and you oh, are on the okay. same page. Yes, even yes, you, yes, yes, even yes, you yes. who are, who are, yep. uh, who are, you know, yep. You will, you'll sometimes you'll throw the rules and the regulations out the window because yes. you are an AEW fan, and yep. I get it. But yep. even on this one, you're agreeing with me. So what I'd like to do is, and I know we have an hour, a little less than an hour in the show. Yeah. If you disagree with me, Nation, please pick up the phone. Guns is on the phones today. Tell Guns, I disagree with Bubba. I want on the air. I want to hear your opinion on how it's okay for Darby Allen and Jeff Hardy to continue a match after that spot. And then, Ryan, what was the finish? It was a double, well, it was a reverse roll-up. It was a roll-up and then a, re- a reversal to where uh, I, and, and that, and, and also, not that wasn't just, I mean, there, yes, that was the finish. A roll-up finish made no sense, Bully. But the fact that a lot happened after that spot on the ladder, there was the steel step spot that was on the outside of the ring on the side, which could have ended a match in any other normal universe or circumstance. You know what I'm saying? There was a lot going on. Jeff missed a swanton onto the steel stairs. He should be dead. Theoretically. Who is he? Who is he? Kenny from South Park? <laughs> well, yes. Yes, because you've watched his career for the last 25 years. But no, in the context of that story, fuck, man, that match should have been over four minutes ago. Um, I, 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 I want to talk to anybody who wants to yeah. defend it. I'm not going to yell at you, scream at you. I would like to discuss with you why you think it's okay. You know, when we talk about killing the business, does anything really kill the business? I don't know. Does it? I don't think so. I don't think so. Some things actually do kill the business. And if you listen to the last caller, the last caller is starting to check out and tune out because of the believability and the desensitization that's going on. I just, I, I just don't get it. And this is when, listen, the only, well, the only thing that they remember is the finish. And the yeah. people popped huge when Jeff Hardy revolt, reversed and, and backslid Darby and got to one, two, three. And but I love the fact, were, and I love the fact that Jeff won, Bully. I love the fact that Jeff won. It's just how they got there. Jeff went, Jeff won, people popped, they loved yes. the match, but look at what it's taking to pop these people. And listen, we were guilty of it in ECW. I get it. That. And that's what allows that. <laughs> me to come on this show and speak about it because I get it. I understand there. I've been there. I've done that. I've been the fucking culprit of it. Don't ever tell me I can't talk about it because if there's one person that can talk about it, it's me. What I'm trying to do is help to educate. If I was the producer of that match and they said, this is what we want to do, I'd be, guys, okay. But let's think about how that can lead to the finish. I don't care if they would have done. I don't care if Darby would have dived, laid out there with Jeff for whatever. There was no rules on the match, right? Right. He requested that Tony waive the rules just to give the fans the full experience. I'm paraphrasing. They could have laid out there for a full minute dead. People would have been chanting, this is awesome. Holy shit. Uh, Fight forever. And then Darby is finally able to get back up. Roll Jeff Hardy in the ring. Go to cover Jeff Hardy. Wham! There's the backslide. Yes. One, two, yes. three. Yes! Yes! 
That's the that psychologically that makes sense. Why all the other stuff? Why the side steel steps in the middle of that? Why? Psycho- and I'm with this. See, this is where we get simpatico. This is where the the merging of generations, I guess, would come together. If you want to put it, you know, get a little hyperbolic. But I'm 100 with you. That's the finish. They struggle to get in the ring. They're already struggling, which sets up the roll up finish. Whether you do a reversal roll up or not, the psychology is there. That's the perfect finish to that match, bully. And there you go. And there you yep. have it. I, I didn't say you couldn't do the dive. Right. I'm right. saying, go ahead. Knock your lights out. Do the dive. But lay there. Soak it all in. Sell, sell, sell. Struggle to your feet. Roll Jeff in. Crawl, crawl, crawl. Yep. Hook Jeff's leg. Have Jeff reverse it. One, two, three. Both guys stay down after the one, two, three. It's called desperation. It's called a struggle. And struggle and desperation are parts of psychology of a pro wrestling match when done perfectly. What I just came up with, not just, not because it was me. What I just came up with is perfect, makes perfect psychological sense based around that dive. What they did, once again, is what, unfortunately, a lot of AEW talent do, which is work for the pop. And if you work for the pop, eventually you're going to be dead in the water. Well... It is now time. We've spent enough time talking about these shows. We certainly spent enough on Friday night. And I, and I, again, I know how highly you thought of SmackDown. I know how highly I thought of SmackDown. But Bubba, I am still going Wednesday for my weekly winner. When you've got the Owen going down, the show kicking off with Adam Cole and Dax. You got a CM Punk match in the middle with John Silver. You got an FTW championship. You got Hookhausen. You got Tony Storm and Jamie Hayter. And again, I didn't love the finish of Darby and Jeff, but I did love the winner and I did love the spot. Jeff Hardy getting the victory in the Owen and Darby Allen absolutely risking his life in one of the biggest dives that I have ever seen. I have to go for Wednesday night. I got to go dynamite for my weekly winner. What say you, Bubba Ray? I just want to know how you felt about Dax Hardwood kicking out of Adam Cole's pile driver also and then continuing the match as if it didn't happen. I mean, it's a similar problem. I didn't love it, but I have, I'll tell you what, I have a less of a problem with that than the finish of Darby Allen and Jeff Hardy. If we're, I mean, if we're comparing, you know what I mean? But do you see the desensitization? Do you see the thread? All the three things that we talked about all in one show. I just, I I actually just brought up the pile driver because um, somebody just tweeted it to us. I had actually forgot about it, but it fits the thread. The pile driver, meaning nothing. Darby's dive, meaning nothing. The super cutter from Frankie on Scorpio, meaning nothing. These are huge moves. Why do they mean nothing? Come on, guys. You're smarter than that. I like it. And, and And you have agents in the back that can help you be smarter. But you know what? It's all good, man. We all learn on our own, at our own pace. And over time, and God bless all those guys and gals going out there, trying their hardest to steal the show, tear the house down, get people talking, pop a rating, whatever. But there's a way to do it. My weekly winner is SmackDown. That does not surprise me. You have spoken very highly of that show. And I'll tell you what, Bully, it was neck and neck for me. I got to be honest, even coming in 15 minutes ago to the start of Weekly Winner, I wasn't exactly sure where I was going to go. But when I look at them side by side and I have the match list in front of me and I think my about my emotions from the night, I just I lean a little bit more to Dynamite. But damn, was SmackDown a good show, the best it's been in weeks. And again, I would have given last week Raw my week 
likely when a Raw has really, really since the arrival of Cody Rhodes, and I, I, it's just it's been getting a lot better on a week to week basis. We say it every Saturday, but I can't stress it enough. What a great time it is to be a pro wrestling fan. I know Weekly Winner promotes a little bit of tribalism and it makes it feel that way, but make no mistake, this is absolutely a celebration of pro wrestling. Eight seven seven three four 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 eight nine three eight seven seven fight ninety three is the number. Do you want to say something, Bubba? I was <clears throat> I was watching. <clears throat> sorry, I was watching Dynamite uh-huh. with my sister. Okay, who really is not uh, doesn't watch Dynamite very often. And does she, she said, other pro, "Does she watch other pro wrestling products?" She's she's familiar with the WWE's product because okay. Um, okay. Her, her son, my nephew, likes to watch WWE. He's ten. Okay, okay. So she watches WWE with him, and when she was watching Dynamite, she's like. This is more exciting than Raw. Yeah. And I agree. Not wrong. Dynamite is a much more, quote unquote, exciting show. The whole thing, everything that I just brought up about a kick out on our pile driver at Darby's (laughs) Five or the Supercar, I'm not saying it's not exciting. I'm not saying that people. But it all came off. It all came off exciting shit. (laughs) It's definitely exciting. It's technically, it's wrong. And I don't know how you really have right and wrong in art, but in the world of pro wrestling and what we do, it's kind of wrong, but still it's hella exciting. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. And it's fun to watch. Yep. And 100% it is. And that is, I like it. I like we had a little divergence there on a Saturday because so often it's been dynamite and dynamite and dynamite and dynamite. This was a really close week where I wasn't sure exactly where I was going to go. But with the Owen happening with those big spots, even though the psychology all the way wasn't there, the matches were awesome. I love tournaments. I know Bully's not a huge fan of tournaments. I go Wednesday. Bully goes Friday. That's some nice uh, little bit of a counter here on a Saturday. Busted Open is part of the SiriusXM Sports Podcast Network. The producer is Gabby Laspisa. The associate producer is Andre Viola. Sound design by Neri Bailon. Special thanks to SiriusXM Senior Vice President of Sports Programming and Podcasting, the legendary Steve Cohen, and SiriusXM Fight Nation Program Director, Mother Marissa, Marissa Rivas. Whether you're a morning person or a bedtime procrastinator, everyone deserves a mattress that works for their style. And you'll find the best mattress for you at Ashley. The new Temper Adapt Collection at Ashley brings you one-of-a-kind body-conforming technology, making every sleep tailored to be your best. The collection also features cool-to-the-touch covers and motion absorption to help minimize sleep disruptions from partners, pets, or kids. Shop the all-new Temper Adapt Collection at Ashley in-store or online at ashley.com. Ashley, for the love of home. You can start your day off right. When you find a professional on Angie to get your plumbing right first. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Visit Angie.com. You can do this when you Angie that.